0: everyone, and welcome to the Birds of this Podcast. I'm Joe Donaghy. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, all the preseason games are over, training camp practices are in the books, and the regular season is less than two weeks away. And the Eagles and all other teams in the NFL, as we're taping this, has, have recently turned in their initial 53-man roster, which was due at 4 o'clock p.m. on August 29th. So the next time that the Eagles take the field, the game's going to count versus New England with those 53 players on the roster. We're joined once again by friend of the show and Eagles insider, Dave Spadaro. Dave, thank you so much for stopping by again.
1: Joe, thanks for having me. Pretty hectic little while here. So uh, just kind of clearing my mind, getting making sense of it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, first off, Since the uh, last time that we spoke, you actually got married. It was highlighted on the Eagles' first preseason game. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. So we'll get to talking about some of the position groups and some of the things that have happened on the roster. But the one thing I wanted to start off with, the Eagles are an organization that's so focused on fostering connections among players It's one of Coach Sirianni's core values. It's actually the first core value that he lists when we rattle them off in connection, competition, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals. How difficult do you get the sense for the organization, the coaching staff, Howie, the players, as they go through these days when 37 players who the team have been with over the course of the last month plus are no longer going to be on the team?
1: Yeah. I mean, they, and they always talk about that, that it is a really tough day for them. And I believe that, um, and you know, look, there is a human element here. These are young men who've been chasing their dream, um, giving it everything they've got. Many of them will never touch a football field again. Uh, but it's the part of the business and it's a part of the business that stinks. And, um, I think the Eagles also make it very clear that they appreciate the players time, the effort. They make it clear that many of them will be back on the practice squad. You can establish a practice squad of up to 16 players. And clearly they want all these young guys to go on and have success either coming back to Philly or somewhere else. So, but it is, it is tough, Joe, you're right. And it is, it's really the hard part of the business.
0: Yeah. And just so many of those relationships and so much of that development that they've spent over the course of these last weeks and uh, the the month that they've been really in camp and even the months before leading up with OTAs and all the off season training programs that are there. And just to have that part of the business, it's necessary, but it's, it's rough for a lot of those guys.
1: Yeah, but Joey, I mean, it is part of the business. Players know that going in. Uh, they have been exposed to something great here and the dream's not dead and they'll continue to try to get some attention, get some tryouts, get some looks and, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully many of them will will land jobs. Absolutely. The
0: NFL made a change earlier this year that really was sort of the last step in a progression that's happening that's been going on over the course of the last few years, but it was a noticeable change in that this is the first year that the NFL only has one cut day, the cut day from the 90 man roster to this now initial 53 man roster. And it makes sense as I've been talking with some folks that it has to do a lot with making sure that there are guys to play during the preseason games. We saw how injury riddled the Cleveland game was. But it's also easy to take a look at this and say that this is an opportunity for those players who might have been on the bubble to maybe get a couple of extra weeks or a couple extra looks at hopefully cracking that 53-man roster. Do you get the sense that those extra days, those extra weeks had an impact on those who made the cut
1: to the 53? I'll give you a direct example. Albert O, who the Eagles traded for from Denver. In the Broncos' third preseason game, their preseason finale, seven catches on eight targets, 108 yards, I believe, and a touchdown. And that's why the Eagles traded for him, to see. So they're scouting every game. They're looking for players that stand out like Albert did in that preseason finale for Denver. And he won himself a job on this 53-man roster. And so I think that's a great lesson to everybody. I mean, Reed Blankenship last year played – The preseason games was in that third preseason game against Miami. They lost 48 to 10, I think. And he's now a starting safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, who didn't play in the preseason. So the games matter. And and the longer you can stay with a team and develop with a team, um, every practice, every rep that you get makes you a better football player. So I like the rule. I think it gives players a much more fair opportunity to play in that third preseason game to put their game on tape and hopefully to land somewhere, whether it's with that current team or, you know, with a new team. So uh, I am not, I have no problem with the way this preseason goes in terms of the joint practices are now seen as preseason games. The NFL wants the best players on the field. You don't want players getting hurt in preseason games. So if you can find a way which I think has been just a fascinating um, transformation. How do you teach tackling if you're not tackling? How do you play the tempo when you're not tackling? How do you simulate football when, you know, it's not live? I think coaches have been really innovative there. I think that the purpose of the preseason is to find your best 53 players and then identify your practice squad after that without getting your players hurt. And so – you know, wearing the guardian caps and minimizing concussions. All of those, all that data is tracked. It's very important. And again, it helps players get to the regular season healthy. And then it's very difficult because it's a 17-game grind. It's a, it's a long, long marathon. And you know there's going to be injuries down the pike.
0: And only one respite in between there with the uh, with the bye week. And then occasionally you get some long breaks like the Eagles are going to have at the outset of the season.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Over camp players had the chance to develop their skill set and be able to really impress the coaching staff and uh, others who are keeping tabs on them. Who are some of the players that stood out to you as you were looking at the, uh, as you were looking at the Eagles, as they were going through the training camp, who are some of the players that really caught your attention?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it it's pretty evident in the 53-man roster, which, again, this is a <clears> – <throat> I thought Howie explained it really well. Like, it's the lens of a 69-man roster, not a 53-man roster. So, there will be a practice squad added up to 16 players. But it's really important to note that there are seven cornerbacks on this roster. It's important to note that there are seven – defensive tackles on this current roster that there are six edge rushers that there are nine offensive linemen um you see where your important positions are right you don't give up on a young cornerback eh, it may not fit into what we're doing here in terms of like oh gosh how do we have seven cornerbacks here and only four wide receivers there oh my gosh that just doesn't make sense it'll all work out you don't give up on corner so the eli ricks of the world's the Goodrich of the world's Um, Those players clearly made a difference and you could, you could just see right away that those were talented, talented guys. Um, And uh, I was always really impressed with uh, the way Quez Watkins came back before he got hurt. I thought he had a really strong camp. I thought OZ had a really strong camp and I like what he's going to bring to the team. I like Zach Cunningham and what he brings, comes in, gets up to speed, makes an impact. Clearly the defensive tackles, Jalen Carter, that group of players, Fletcher, um, Jordan Davis, et cetera, really impressive. Um, I just think it's a really good roster, Joe. And I, I know it's not done yet. There's going to be some manipulation. We'll see who's the 48 on the active roster in new England, but I think the Eagles are a very, very good football team and fingers crossed. They get through it week to week to week, healthy as possible.
0: Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Cause that's, that is very important. The as you alluded to, the uh, there's a lot of depth at the at the corner position. There's a lot of depth on the defensive line. There's a lot of depth on the offensive line. That seems to represent a philosophy that Howie has spoken about over the course of the last several years, that you kind of build the team out from the lines and then build the teams out and try to control that line of scrimmage. How important is that, especially as we were looking – through this Eagles, this Eagles team as they've been going through the training camp and preseason? You
1: know, before you were born, Joe, there's a coach here by the name of Buddy Ryan who didn't quite have that philosophy. You know, he built the defense and it was really great, but he never really paid attention to the offensive line. And really, not until Andy Reid arrived did the Eagles hit on that drafting well, developing well. It makes all the difference in the world. Andy Reid. Uh, was the master at it still is the master at it you get your O-line in shape you get your D-line in shape you get a good quarterback and then you build around that and, and the Eagles have done that and Jeff Stoutland's put together a tremendous offensive line with four good quality backups that hey some of them you draft Tyler Steen some of them you develop like Sua Opeta and Fred Johnson um, Jack Driscoll a player you draft he's versatile plays up and down the line There's a practice squad that I'm sure will have offensive linemen. So if you're really concerned about that, you don't need to be. And defensive line, look, it's crazy to think that you can lose a player like Javon Hargrave and maybe be better at defensive tackle, possibly, with Carter and and Jordan Davis, the big boys inside, Fletch, Milton Williams, uh, Tui Pelotu makes the team. Uh, you got a versatile player in in Ojomo and Contavious Street. Like, bring them over the boards, man, like hockey. Just bring them over the boards, get after the quarterback, make life heck for the quarterback, and away we go. So uh, we saw last year just how important that defensive line is. 70 quarterback sacks in the regular season. They dominate in the NFC playoffs. They can't get to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And what happened? the defense couldn't get off the field. So line of scrimmage wins. Obviously you got to have a great quarterback and the Eagles have all of those components.
0: Absolutely. And I know you alluded to the fact that uh, buddy Ryan was before I was born, but I know uh, even over the course of the early tenure of my Eagles fandom with the Jim Johnson blitz heavy defense, the fact that the Eagles are able to control that line of scrimmage with just that front four um, it's, it's really, really impactful to guys. And speaking the fact that, speaking about the fact that, hey, we could possibly get better without somebody, uh, without guys who have left us over the course of the preceding year with uh, the pickup of Jalen Carter, with Jordan Davis stepping in to, uh, to taking on a role. That's huge for, for folks.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun to see the young guys develop. And uh, certainly, Javon, a great player. Um, Eagles anticipated losing him. That's why it was so important to them to get Jalen Carter. That's why they moved up from 10 to nine in the first round of the draft.
0: Absolutely. The Eagles are going to be making some moves over the course of the next couple of days through the waiver wire. Now for fans who may not necessarily know what is the waiver wire?
1: Yeah, so players who are not vested uh, veterans are subject to the waiver wire, so they're released. Uh, you can claim players off the waiver wire uh, in a 24-hour period. Um, they must be added to your active roster. Once they clear the waiver wire, uh, they are eligible to be put on the practice squad. The practice squad can contain up to 16 players. And so, you know, really valuable stuff. Uh, it, it really speaks to Joe how important it is that you have a great personnel department that includes scouts that are looking at every team. You, know, you divide your scouts, your pro scouts into they're, they're responsible for a certain number of teams. So you really have to be on top of every team's roster and be aware of who's out there, um, who may be able to help your football team. You just never know who's going to be able to help your football team. So I, I, uh, I know it's going to be busy. I know the personnel department are, down the hall is really, really busy, and that's just. And from this point on, it's every day. You're challenging the roster. You're looking to add. You're looking to move pieces, and Howie does a really great job of of putting this roster in great shape. Absolutely. Do you look at this position
0: roster and see any areas that maybe he might be particularly targeting towards? Improving well, I would say one way would
1: he... be punter. Joe, I would say one would be punter since there's no punter on the active roster. I was getting to that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I would say that he will likely add a punter. I, I believe, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, Joe, and tell you that the Eagles will have a punter lining up um, for the September 10th opener. Now, that could be Aaron Sipos, that could be somebody else, but they will have a punter. All right, yeah, I, I was
0: getting to the uh, to the punter thing there. I've seen uh, Sipos go away, and there are certainly reports that have come out uh, when it was reported that Sipas was uh, being released by the Eagles, that maybe the Eagles might be bringing in some punters to audition, so to speak. Um, uh, in addition to the, uh, the competition that was going through over the preseason with uh, Sipas and Zentner. So yeah, and it's
1: also, it's also, you know, Aaron's done a great job as a holder. So it's important that Jay Elliott feels a great level of comfort with whomever is, in that position. Um, but again, we got a week and a half here to go and the Eagles will maximize all that time. And look, by, by Monday, when the team reports uh, after taking a weekend off, they'll practice on Monday, they'll be ready to go. And all the focus will be on the new England Patriots and the roster will be where the Eagles wanted to be at that time. Absolutely. The Eagles were, over the course of camp,
0: before uh, signing guys like Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, who subsequently retired, were trying out certain guys, including Nolan Smith at the off-ball linebacker position. That Not, not a uh, position that we would have expected somebody like Smith to be trying out there. But that speaks to this idea of versatility that maybe not necessarily is evident in uh, in these early days, as we're trying to look through, I know there have been reports that uh, Jeff Stoutland likes to have guys uh, in one particular position. Nick kind of spoke to that in his press conference this afternoon, this whole versatility idea. How do you see versatility being uh, present on the 53-man roster?
1: Huge. Here's a great example. Of James Bradbury. All-pro outside cornerback taking reps in the nickel spot. Look, Avante Maddox is coming back from a toe injury. I mean, who's your backup nickel right now? So these kinds of moves are very important. The more you can cross-train, the better you're going to be. Because, again, there's going to be injuries. It's a long, long season. And, you know, stout right now. Like, there's no clear-cut who's your backup center. Well, it's Cam Juergens, who's your starting right guard. So. All of this goes hand in hand. The more you can do, the more you can help out a football team. Boston Scott makes his football team because he's a jack-of-all-trades who does a lot of things really well. Breathed life into the Eagles' kickoff return game last year. Runs well inside. Catches the football well. Blocks well. Good in pass pro. So all of that versatility is super important, and I think that's part of what the Eagles coaching staff does so well is the way they cross-train players. And and are prepared for every kind of scenario. You've got to prepare for emergency situations. I think the I think the Eagles do a really terrific job of that.
0: Awesome. The Eagles kept four running backs on the roster. Um, we saw all, so we're kind of anticipating at least. It would would it be unreasonable for a fan base to expect that maybe there's going to be a running back by committee kind of situation, or are we looking at possibly a clear?
1: No, I think think that's fair. I think it's it's fair to think by committee. We'll see how how it plays out. Keeping DeAndre Swift healthy, look, keeping them all healthy, but DeAndre and Rashad Penny have had injury histories. Keep them healthy. Man, I think this is going to be a great group. I think that Swift brings something to the backs that they really haven't had since the days of Darren Sproles. Sproles, before that, it was LaShawn McCoy. Before that, it was Brian Westbrook. Getting the screen game going with Jurgens and Kelsey, two really athletic centers to get out to the second level, huge. Rashad Penny, I, I can't wait to see him get going behind this offensive line. Got through training camp healthy. Let's keep him healthy. Let's see what a player who's averaged 5.7 yards per carry in his career can do in this offense. And then Kenny Gainwell led the offense in rushing yards in the pre, in the postseason last year, total yards from scrimmage. Really impressive. It's his time. He's ready. Last year, the Eagles sent Miles Sanders to the Pro Bowl. Miles is in Carolina. Best of luck. I don't think they will rely on one back like they did last year. Yeah, We saw a lot of the – newly
0: drafted the rookie Tanner McKee over the course of the preseason. We saw him doing some really, really good stuff over the course of the three preseason games. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt surrounding whether or not Tanner McKee should be the third string quarterback or the second string quarterback. Now, if you ask coach Sirianni, he'll tell you, they don't have to make that decision yet. Does Tanner McKee have a case for being the second string quarterback or is it, are we, confident that marcus Mariota is going to be in that second slot
1: yeah i'm I'm confident that marcus will be in that second slot um tanner was impressive in the preseason and there are high hopes for him and he really came along and developed nicely and has a lot more to do but remember in the preseason these are vanilla defenses he's playing largely against third team defensive players not to take anything away from his performance he was he was outstanding Uh, Marcus has been in the league since 2014. I think that we tend to judge a little too prematurely in the preseason. It is a whole new ballgame in the regular season. And let's be honest, we all want to see Jalen Hurts out there 100% of the time, (laughs) unless the Eagles are ahead by four touchdowns. And then we'll talk about the backup quarterback situation. Internally, we all kind of laugh. Like, if that's your biggest story of the preseason – your backup quarterback story—you've done a pretty good job in the preseason. So, drama-free training camp, drama-free preseason. Uh, I would I would expect Hertz, Mariota, McKee to be your one, two, three at quarterback.
0: Absolutely, I, I get that same sense too. Also, because Mariota is just a stronger run threat, and that kind of blends a little bit better with the Eagles' offense, at least as we've seen it. Uh, compared to McKee, who has been has been good and has had some good runs, but I haven't seen him do quite as much. But yeah, you're right. These are vanilla defenses. You're going up against third stringers. Um, it makes a lot more sense. So I, I I don't dispute that at all. So looking ahead, what's next for the team? I know we've got the Eagles. Pre- the uh, Eagles um first regular season game on september the 10th in new england how do the eagles use this next these next couple of days before the regular season practices start up next week
1: yeah they'll get the practice squad established um they'll keep looking through the wire they'll talk trade i mean sure how he's always working the phones as you know uh they'll practice at the stadium on wednesday and um players will get a couple days off here later in the week over the weekend. And then Monday, Joe, everybody's back in, getting ready for the Patriots. And then you're really kind of in that rhythm. And uh, the fun is about to begin for everybody. The regular season is almost here. It has been a very emotional offseason, losing the Super Bowl, recovering from that, saying goodbye to some very popular players, retaining some of them, rebuilding the roster, reloading the roster, I say. So I will tell you that uh, everybody's very, very excited about what the Eagles have right now. What the team's gonna look like on Monday, and uh and then let's go beat the New England Patriots.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, Dave,
0: thank you so much again for stopping by. You can check out Dave Spadaro's work on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as at Eagles Insider on Twitter. And thank you all so much for stopping by and tuning into the Birds Nest Podcast. You can support Go, birds, of- go birds, go, birds go, go birds. birds, go birds. All right, give me you go can- birds. Thank you. Yeah. You can support the Birds Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Birds Nest Media on YouTube and sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also visit BirdsNestMedia.com to find the latest Eagles news. And if you're so inclined to support more endeavors like this one, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at BirdsNestMedia.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and let's go, Eagles.
1: Go, Birds. Come
0: on, Joe. I love it. Go, Birds. Go. Yeah.